0: Dad, can you hear me? We're going to be best friends forever. Oh, wait, I died. Hey, this is Dolores. Hey,
1: this is Joey.
0: Episodes 9 and 10 of One Tree Hill. As we got yes, two drunk to do them last time. <laughs> yep. We're going to be focusing on Brooke and Lucas copulating for the first time. Jake Jigowski's secret baby reveal. And Keith and Whitey and their crazy schemes controlling the whole town.
1: Uh, this is also the mid-season finale here. Uh, this is, like, when, like, Karen's gone, because she's, Mm -hmm. like, pregnant. Like, you know, really, you know, pregnant. Uh, but storyline, she's in uh, Paris doing, like, some type of cooking class that, honestly, doesn't really help her character, like, at all. She comes back to Karen's cafe, so whatever. It's a way to kind of write her off. Let's talk about episode nine. Alright, so, um, Peyton tells Lucas early on in this episode that she just wants to be friends. She has no interest in being, you know, anything more than friends. Lucas like, I guess whatever, you know. That comes into play a little bit later. As we mentioned, I don't know like how much we actually said about episode eight because we were pretty, let's say, out of it last time. Um,
0: you know what? Bro- can make a quite a drink. Uh, the girl knows what she likes. She knows what she wants. Um, we see in this episode, Brooke is kind of stalking Lucas a little bit. Like, i
1: you know, more than kind of, yeah.
0: As soon as Peyton says, hey, Lucas, let's just be friends, okay? As soon as he said that, Brooke is like, jumps in front of him like, hey, tutor boy, or whatever she calls him. And is saying Luke. that she, if if she reads this book, he gets to do a favor for her, which we are only at this point can assume is moral. And okay. Brooke is salivating over it, like that's all she wants is some sort of sexual favor from Lucas. Oh, yeah, because
1: like I mean, like the first few episodes, like Brooke was pretty like horny for like Lucas and almost anybody.
0: I the don't scene. understand why a girl this beautiful is having a hard time getting laid as we've seen in episode 8 when they're in the ball bar. Of course, teen drinking, wink and a nod. I've talked about this before. They have fake yep. IDs and small cam. Um, it's like everybody should know Brooke is the star cheerleader and is like 16 or 17 years old but nobody cares and
1: just overserves her. <laughs> Quick thing. <Is> there- what? <laughs> I saw your dog and I was like <laughs> Is that like a an honor? I was like, does she know have an honor? <laughs> but anyway, go on.
0: Let me get in here. Um, I wanted to point out that like Brooke quoting weird science was a little odd to me. That seems yeah. like it's male audience bait. No offense, because a certain producer who shall be unnamed said that was like his first chubby was to the girl in Weird Science.
1: Crooks like, parents may have, like, shown her that when she was younger. It's confession, I've actually never seen that entire movie. I've seen, the, like, the uh, TV show, but never saw the entire movie.
0: I have literally never seen that movie. And I only know it from Blake and Khan on King of the Hill singing She blinded me with science! That is all I know of that film. But I it's like, um I wanna do like um like Brooks kind of male fantasy baby when she's a real character versus when she's just kind of like being paraded around. It's like, you know I love weird science and Ghostbusters and a cold beer. Glug luck, <laughs> lug. Luck, 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 luck. She went from in the last episode I'm sorry, I'm a drinker. I don't know if anybody's noticed this. But um I'm a drinker and she went from the last episode drinking a screaming orgasm, which was basically a chocolate milkshake with alcohol in it, or shots of alcohol, to drinking um a beer with Lucas in a pool hall. So we're introduced to Jake Jigowski's <coughs> little girl. Like we're finally getting to see Just it again, it you again. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right, you know. wanna
0: we we can cut that out. Uh all right. Sorry. Go go with
1: it's your nose. It's,
0: it's too late. It's too late, Peyton. I've already <laughs> moved on from this whole experience.
1: Jake, like since like what, like episode two or three, we've known like Jake has like some type of like secret, and then we find out why because like he's like dumb little baby, Jenny. <laughs>
0: stupid baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mention episode ten yet. Because, you know, that's more like we really get to see Jenny. you know? Um,
0: I have a theory oh. on the whole thing. So, <laughs> I have developed some more headcanons since the last episode. Whitey, uh, in the beginning, probably the third episode when Brooke shows up, he gives a wink to Lucas when he sees Brooke half naked in the car. Yeah. And Whitey cancels basketball practice the weekend that Lucas hooks up with Brooke for the first time. Whitey seems to be coordinating team pregnancy in this town. Why, you ask? The last time that an irresponsible young star basketball player
1: I see was what you're...
0: running around, not using condoms, produced not one, but two star athletes. And then he realized that he could form them out. So young Jake Jagowski. Corny, beautiful, and Polish. And as a Polish person, they are very hard-working people.
2: He decided, yeah, Jake, you just go out with that weird slut that you met. Just don't need no condom. You're young. You're a young man, Jake. Do what you need to do. Swilling a
0: glass of Maker's Mark, <laughs> and Jake Nagowski gets a girl pregnant. I am sure, nay, positive that Whitey, his whole attitude and shift this, uh, this season obsessed with making a perfect team and getting a perfect game was because Jake produced a girl. He doesn't get another legacy basketball player from irresponsible young men. He just got a girl that he's just gonna like, I don't know, throw on the cheerleading squad. I also think this is why... He incorporates cheerleading, again, which is his own sport, into sure. basketball because he thinks if he can have the cheerleaders lined up, then he can easily get a impregnation and have a future basketball star. So this whole thing, it's all Whitey, like, breeding his basketball players like the sick bastard that he is. Like.
1: The tree hill is ran by Whitey in like a a, a weird way. But I was gonna ask you, do we like Whitey as a character?
0: I think we're supposed to. But he's really creepy. He he seems to be just obsessed with these cheerleaders' moms. You know, like he like he frequently brings it up. Yeah. And at the end of episode ten He's and when they realize basketball's fun again, which is a great moment in the show's history, like hey. he, him and Keith are sitting out there drinking mugs of liquor, and they're watching the young men from a court order okay. distance, I presume, playing basketball. <laughs> playing like.
1: basketball, it was like sitting a in the car.
0: Lady,
1: I know where we can go watch basketball. <laughs> this is what it's all about,
0: Keith. And they clink coffee mugs and start <laughs> masturbating.
2: Keith, if you want as impotent as a mule's tail, then you might be able to produce me another basketball scion, but instead I'm sitting here trying to breed Jake Chagowski with whatever I can find. So, fuck you, Keith. Why do do you gotta say that? That's true, Keith.
1: (laughs) Quick thing. I cannot wait till we get to Jake's, like, uh, X, she's quite I, the character.
0: I can't wait to get really mad at another <laughs> treatment of a single mom on this show. She left the baby in the car when she was going to party. I'm like, where's Jake Jagowski leaving this baby when he's got basketball practice? Okay, I have some things to comment about Jake Jagowski's parents. I understand. When yeah. Lucas encourages him, don't hide your baby. Don't be ashamed of your child, Jake. Don't you ever be ashamed of the kid you made when you didn't work yeah. on him. He immediately brings the baby to a cafe.
1: I guess it is a little bit irresponsible for like Jake to, to bring Jenny to Karen's cafe.
0: I'm sorry, he doesn't give her earmuffs?
1: Yes. Yeah. And can I say this? Jake's song at Karen's Cafe sucks so bad. It's like the worst song ever.
0: Which, which song was that?
1: She, like I just wanna be no, the, the yeah, yeah,
0: I think it was. It's yeah, so it's bad. bad. We also want to talk about that. Um, I don't wanna be anybody that I'm trying to be lately. What's yeah, the well, Gavin like, the girl. He looks yeah, like Michael no. Sarah. He looks exactly like Michael Sarah. He really fucking does.
1: Oh, really? But okay.
0: Yes, he does. But look it up side by side very quickly, because producer Blake's I gonna know. have like two pictures side by side of him for but...
1: Yeah, no, they don't.
0: <laughs> no, um, Jake Tregowski's parent team Bugsby. He doesn't make any money, as we mentioned previously. His parents work at night. You
1: know, yeah, it's like a, a high school kid, so
0: give him a break. Give him a break, you know? I, I'm gonna give him a little break, but if it was a single mom character, nobody would be giving him any breaks. It would be all like, how come you're not working and playing basketball? Tell me that, Amy. Hmm. That's a single mom. <laughs>
1: if, like, Haley was like was a child, she is working, school, tutoring. She's like yeah. doing stuff, so huh.
0: yeah. It's it's just this hilarious thing with Jake Jigowski. Uh, what are
1: some of the notes that we have? I will say this. Early on in uh, episode nine, there's this awkward moment where like uh Lucas walks in to like Karen's cafe. She sees Deb working there, obviously, and like also Dan. It's like his world just got kind of flipped around. He's like, What's going on? Turned
0: upside down. trouble in the neighborhood.
1: That was like an interesting moment, you know, in the series. And the big thing about episode nine, and Nathan Scott's use of PEDs,
0: diet pills. He's on that trim spa, baby. He's trying to get slim for the games.
2: So why'd he be like? You get them thighs down, boy. <laughs> Had no fat thighs on my team in thirty years. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because like, uh, Dad Scott basically tells, uh, Nathan, like, he has, like, the all time scoring record against the team. I forgot the team's name, whatever it was. But then he's like, you know what, Dad? Come on. Beat your score. So he gets, like, his boy, Tim, to, like, hook him up with, with some PEDs. Takes him.
0: Let's talk about Tim in this scene. Sorry. Uh, he gives Nathan the stuff. Yeah. And he says to Nathan, uh, better be careful. You better be careful. This stuff's some serious stuff. This stuff is trim spa, baby. Trim spa, baby. And it's gonna be wreck your shit. And then he says to him, hey, if you go breast, I'll be the first ones to see him." And it's like, what are you saying? It's either oddly transpositive or he's saying, again, he wants to fuck Nathan. And it could be both. He's okay if Nathan grows boobs. He's fine with it. Well, good on you, Tim. You don't care <laughs> if he has breasts. You just want to fuck him no matter what.
1: But well, like, Please. Tim, in this entire series, as, like, the series, like, goes on also, it seems like Tim does have kind of, a like, crush on him a bit. He has a boner for, like, Nathan. He would love to one day have sexual intercourse with Nathan Scott.
0: I'll be in that prom dress in no time, Nathan. Like, just really, really fucking thirsty. That's something I didn't notice the first time around when I watched this. Probably because I was friends with you, and I just assumed <laughs> men just made out with each other all the time as friends.
1: <laughs> That's, That's what core. we do.
0: My coworker Dave, just kissed me on the mouth. Dave was always just playing around like that. He's like, kiss other boys on the mouth. That's okay.
1: Oh, Dave. Uh, well,
0: yeah yeah. Uh. <laughs> so when Nathan is on roids, he is not very cool. He kind of sexually assaults Haley just a little bit. But he was on the roids. And they were making out, and it's hot. And you're, you as if you it's kind of confusing. I feel like this is a theme in media, I've seen it in The Watchmen, where you're not supposed to be, enjoy what you're seeing, but they still make it overtly sexual. But at the same time, yeah. Haley was really scared, and she was like, you better leave. And like, he's like, where am I going to leave? you I'm all it up, but I'm ready to fuck. And she's like, we need to leave, and it's like that's a scary situation because her parents aren't home, and this roided up jock could just like slam through that hymen any time. That's true. He no sense of control because he's like Donkey Kong right now. It's like, yeah. yeah, and that's the implication that it's not Nathan's fault. He's just on the diet pills that Tim gave him. But yeah, it was a pretty scary situation for Haley. And she asks him sure. to leave, and he complies, but you know he's not happy about it. Because, once again, they were talking about social studies, and she was getting a little turned on by them president heads.
1: So, there you go. Low-key, I'm going to say this. I started like, realize that Haley is actually not too shabby looking, you know? I usually, like, uh, thinking about Peyton and Sophia Bush, but, you know, Haley's not too shabby.
0: Haley's got huge honkers. She does. She's got huge tatas, as they would say. Her aesthetics are very easy. Yes. And (laughs) I think that people slept on Haley as the kids say. She wasn't like prancing around like Brooke or like brooding like Peyton. Haley was smart. And she had big tatas. And that (laughs) is, and Nathan, that reminded him of. Good old Deb Scott. And that's why he ended up falling for Haley so quickly,
1: you know? But yeah, so. During, like, the uh, away game, Nathan again is, like, lighting up. I think he's, like, 30 plus points during this game. But he eventually faints. The drugs take over. He faints, and he's taken to the uh, ER. And this is. Kind of the breaking point between uh, Deb and uh, Dan, because uh, Deb blames Dan for like forcing Nathan to like take these pills.
0: It's basically like he pulls DJ Tanner, like he's been taking these pills for like a couple of days, and like it's <laughs> DJ Tanner on the treadmill, and um, <laughs> like, oh boy, and it's like you if you eat some spaghetti, you'll be fine, Nathan. It's like. I'm too fat for the pool party, daddy. Like, anorexia, bulimia, serious problems, Nathan. Let's go. I know Nathan wasn't trying to lose weight, but he was basically taking diet pills. And I'll stop saying that here in a second. But yeah, I want to also point out, he gets super woozy. He faints in the middle of it. This leads to like everybody just kind of freaking out about their own existence The timeline in this show is really bizarre. For instance, in episode 9, Lucas is out on a date with Brooke, and he's supposed to meet his mother 6 p.m. for a phone call for her in Italy. Why would it be 6 a.m. when Italy is seven hours ahead of us? Why would she be calling in at 1 o'clock in the morning
1: Italy time? She's trying to call them at a decent time, tree hill time. Not like her time.
0: No, but it still doesn't make sense. Like she, why would it six makes sense. be the it no it wouldn't. Why would six pm be the optimal tree hill time when her son is out raw dogging women all over town and she knows <laughs> what?
1: this? She don't know that, you know? Oh she, she knows it. When she left, Lucas had like nobody, so again, Lucas is not raw dogging as we saw. Uh, so
0: dead the whipped
1: cream. Lucas is definitely buying condoms. Definitely wrapping it up, which is good. Deb sees him, and Deb is a snitch! Snitch
0: snitch! I couldn't help but notice that Lucas was buying whipped cream, and it wasn't even the low-fat kind. And he's got a basketball game coming up, and I just... I just wanted you to know, Keith, <laughs> that the condom that he was buying to have sex, presumably with his girlfriend, how can we know? I've never used a condom in my entire life, so how would I even know I would need to know?
1: <laughs> Speaking of that, without spoiling anything, there's early signs to see that the demon. Devil- are gonna get it on, you know?
0: Wait, Devin, get it on? I totally forgot. I have not watched this show. Oh, <laughs> my God. Devin... that's do it! What? Oh. Okay. I didn't even know that Devin <laughs> didn't do it.
1: Oh, okay. Well.
0: I know that Devin <laughs> end up, like, post-season eight, end up fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo Nathan I don't mean to dog on you but I know now why you call her mommy and he's like excuse me and during that season Haley had 17 sisters that showed up I don't know it was
1: Haley like mentions like early on that she has like 7 sisters or like s- yeah. something like that later seasons get, get wacky
0: Haley mentions during the makeout scene that she has a bunch of brothers and sisters I have a question for you Okay. Peyton, after Nathan goes to the hospital for his diet pill addiction, she begins to rethink her decision to be friends. And so she rushes to Lucas's house. I want everything with you, Lucas. I want it all. And out comes Brooke wearing a sweatshirt saying like, hey, superstar, you ready to score? a weird programmed Brooke Barbie doll. Like, it was like, kind of an odd statement. She's in the sweatshirt. Did they already have sex once? Yeah. That's what I was thinking, that they have already had sex, and they're going oh, yeah. around too. Like, oh, yeah. they, they have not had sex yet. What? They took a shower, or he she took a shower, and then to get all the cheerleading sweat off her and was wearing a sweatshirt. I was like, no, she would have been in her normal clothes. She wouldn't have been in the sweatshirt. She fucked and then they, she fucked and sucked and then she took the shower. And that's when she was coming out of the shower wearing the sweatshirt.
1: Yeah. And like, that's why like Lucas looks so like, kind of like, what's the word? Like, when like, Payton like shows up and like, oh my God, I like missed up because I already like fucked Brooke. So, yeah, it's not like him and Brooke were just hanging out before this moment. They did some stuff, man.
0: I I think that they did. He didn't even have a grace period. Like, Peyton said... He made out with Peyton, like, a week before that.
1: But, like, Peyton, like, rejected him.
0: No! Peyton is doing what girls are supposed to do. Like, they have to play Chase.
1: Lucas, Lucas is, like, 17 years old, he doesn't know what's up. The girl that he's, like, crushing on rejects him. The girl that, like, has been throwing herself at him for, like, five weeks straight, he's like, okay, let's, like, go now, you know, because why not, you know? I don't blame Lucas with this one. I blame Peyton. It's, like, Peyton's fault that all this happened.
0: It's not her fault. Just waited immediately for one little opening to get with him. There, okay, there is no such thing as fair game with women. There is no such thing. If a woman says, (laughs) she'll tell you if a girl ever has a crush on a guy, ever, then it's marked. It's marked. It's done. It's
1: like, okay, Peyton, like, even tells, like, Brooke prior to this moment that she doesn't care about Lucas in that way. So, again, this is all Peyton's fault.
0: He doesn't think that, like, making it, like, having sex with her best friend and hooking up with her is going to be an issue? Like, do te- I, I, I think that, like, most, I mean, I guess he's a stupid teenage boy. But, but at the same time, it's just like, this is going to be a big problem. And Brooke should have known better. She knew that they both liked each other. On the night of the fucking basketball dinner time theater or whatever, she was trying to make sure they didn't hook up and then demanded they kiss each other. And you could see when Peyton is at the front door in episode nine in this weird Korean drama thing of like running out the door. He's like, wait, Peyton! he's like, (laughs) no! You could see him trying to, how do I turn this into a (laughs) three-way? How (laughs) do I have Both of them. And he just, he can't quite, he's too stupid. Lucas is a very dumb, stupid boy. And he cannot quite finagle how to get that three way. And he doesn't. And,
1: you know, he's like, Lucas is like kind of weird towards like Peyton afterwards. He tries to like apologize and stuff like that. That seems kind of awkward and kind of weird to do. Trying to get that three way.
0: Do we want to talk about Lucas's stupid tattoo? that he had, he got a Chinese character tattoo, which we can only assume means, like, loose and tight, this meal is right. Come and get this spicy chicken tonight. Only at Mayor Chow's. And that's the only thing we can assume that says, because Keith was really upset about
1: Oh, yeah. And, like, this is, like, listeners, if you're not in your 30s, you may not realize this, at like a certain time period, that was a popular thing for people to do. Get Chinese it was really
0: characters. bad, it was really you know, bad, It yeah. yeah. was
1: out of control. People were getting like, this means like, free, this means freedom, and it's like, no it doesn't.
0: This means like, September 11th. <laughs> Right yeah. here. Where were you when the world stopped turning in Korean right here and in Mandarin right here? Toby, <laughs> oh, Keith, yeah. red, white, and
1: blue. It was like the dumbest trend for like a while. It seemed like it, it, seemed like it stopped. I think it stopped. Keith was super mad about this tattoo, which is Kind of fair, but at the same time, it's kind of like this my problem with like Keith in these episodes. Like, I get the fact that he's trying to be kind of like a uh, father figure. He's watching over Lucas. He's trying to do do what's right, but like he, he's still Keith, so he should kind of be cool, you know? Like with the whole like uh, Brooke thing, like Keith should just be like. All right, man. You do you. You know.
0: I think that he knows about Whitey's plan to breed out the basketball team with the <laughs> cheerleaders to create superhuman That's hot basketball players. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm sticking with this, and I think that Keith was like Whitey is poking holes in all the condoms, Outlander, and like Children of the Corn, like Outlander. We have your condoms, Outlander. <laughs> Outlander! (laughs) And Whitey leading these boys to these beautiful fertile women. And Deb, like, these condoms don't work, Keith. They don't work. (laughs) Don't worry, Deb. I know we're only uh, freshmen in college, but Whitey gave me these condoms that (laughs) doesn't work. They're invisible, and you can't feel a (laughs) thing.
1: Quick thing, quick thing about episode nine. At the end of this episode, because uh, Nathan went to the hospital because of his like, drug use, why did he decide to close off practice until further notice? Yep. I guess that's cool.
0: Um, it doesn't make sense that cheerleading in this practice is canceled as well. Tree Hill seems to be running on a basketball-based economy. Because they make a note that as soon as basketball is, like, grinds to a halt, Karen's Cafe sees a nosedive and sales. Like, the only thing keeping this town afloat is high school basketball. Like, that's the only industry. Maybe fishing and the auto industry. Okay. Tree Hill's major lines of revenue. The auto industry, you see Keith Scott's uh, drive-in sex theater, whatever it is. <laughs> dan scott motors um fishing and also basketball and like deb was like nobody's coming in it's like well since basketball's been canceled and it's like you're like they are on the waterfront almost like there should be in a good location to have people coming in and having breakfast on a sunday morning but as soon as basketball is, is like done it's like COVID. it's like Pack yeah. it up. Let's
1: all go home, everybody. There's no sense in living anymore. You know, that's it. Well, I related to like living in Katy, how people in Katy treat Katy football. It's ridiculous. We have these grown men who have like no like kids at the high school, but they're like talking about Katy football. Like, oh, you expect Morton Ranch versus uh, Katy, huh? Well, that's going to be a good game. What's the quarterback like? You know? <laughs> like, why are you paying attention to high school kids? You, like, 50 year old guy. Like, it's weird. But anyway. You can so. see
0: their dick in their shorts, and he squit real hard during the game. Joseph, you
1: can see it. i tell you, I guess you can. <laughs> <laughs> They're not so <some> firm.
0: <laughs> you ever seen a supple teenage boy sprinting across a football
2: field there, Whitey? Yes, Keith, I know what you're saying, but...
0: Um, There was a nod in one of the beginning episodes in One Tree Hill. The reason they don't have a football team was because of a bribery scandal. And, like, so I think that at this point, the only sport left is basketball. And the cheerleading that's tied to basketball in a weird, beetle-type situation.
1: So talk about episode 10 a bit even though we've kind of mentioned it uh, one of my favorite moments early on in this series is episode 10 as like Nathan leaves the hospital he's still kind of like joggy he first person he like goes to is like Haley I don't know I'm how
0: like, I'm crying like a little bit <laughs>
1: but like I don't know, like how like Haley doesn't realize that He's there before. Like how does he get get upstairs? How does he get into the house? Somehow he gets into the house without knowing it. And They then, all
0: seem to just like not have locks on the doors. They just yeah. always just walk in and out of each other's houses, which becomes a plot point later on during a very certain storm that hits Tree
1: Hill. True. I actually love the scene. Nathan Haley, it like almost got me to like cheer up a bit, but it was a good romantic scene.
0: It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Nathan, after his harrowing ordeal, which I'm surprised the hospital just like let him leave. Like, how did you get there exactly? Like, there was no Uber. I can't, like, like,
1: he is a minor, so
0: <laughs> he checks himself out of the hospital yeah. after OD on. Yeah. Whatever, like, Ben said after taking dangerous amounts of fentanyl, and um, goes to Haley's house, and they go. She's like, "Okay, come here." So, like, can I stay the night with you? She's like, "Yeah, you can stay the night." And they close the door, and you and I know what they were doing back in two thousand and three. Times the idea of two kids having sex on TV is a huge deal. I imagine, because the end of episode 9 is them teasing the audience, are they gonna do it? Like, closing the door, then it opens up on episode 10 that they're lying in bed, fully clothed, and Haley is like, so glad we waited. And Nathan's like, I'll wait forever for that sweet pussy, Haley." And she's like, Okay, thank you. Yeah, girl, you know I love you. <laughs> so, it ain't about you. the sex for Nathan. Woo, he says that to her, and you know, it's like it's it's very preachy. This whole moment is like they had talked about Haley's virginity a little bit. Like, Are you a virgin? So what if I am? I'm cool, cool virgin. <laughs> Woo. And it turns out he's like he's willing to wait for her, which is really sweet.
1: That's why Nathan is like an instant change of character in this series. He starts off super, like, you know, huge bag, but we're in episode 10 and he's almost like a completely different person now.
0: It's because Haley's the first person to ever say no to him. She's the first person to not gratify him with a yes, like, immediately. He okay. respects her. You can see Deb is a little bit of, like, a no-nonsense person. Haley's definitely no-nonsense. I like the sparring war that Lucas and Haley get into. Haley is fooling around or making out with Nathan, and Lucas has started making out and fooling around with Brooke. And, yeah. um, and he, Lucas defends himself. He's like, maybe I don't want a girl with all this baggage. Maybe I want something It's not too hard. And it's like, Brooke, whom I understand, is nice and easy. And it's like, girl, you slut Shamie, but
1: that that's, was, a, yeah. that's a solid burn, though. So, I want to, like, uh, I made this mental comparison. This is, like, when, like, Dylan was, like, dealing with, uh, Brenda versus Kelly. They're kind of the same scenario, you know? Lucas with Peyton and Brooke, you know?
0: They let women up against each other. It's kind of how they do it, you know, like Oh, I have no idea why these two girls are fighting. I must not have done anything wrong. (laughs) um, (laughs) Oh, I actually just called Joey out. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so um I was so yeah, um like comparing Lucas and like like Haley was getting mad at him.
0: Oh, I want to talk about when uh, we open up on episode 10, Rook has a special knock. Like, you don't see behind the door, but you know it's her. It's like, do 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 and she, like, waltzes in with coffee, and I love Keith's expression that it's, like, judgy, but also, like, mm, yes, like, mm. mm. He approves, but doesn't approve. Yeah. And Lucas tries to make himself seem deep. Like, he tries. Like, he's like, have you ever had to make, like, a really difficult, important, super serious decision? And Keith's like, seems like you made the right choice there, bro. (laughs) And Brooke is, like, prancing around, like, here's your coffee, everybody. Yeah,
1: Brooke is, like, that super, not, like, needy, but she needs attention from, like, her boyfriend all the time. So, the fact that she gets copied by Keith also is like, yeah, this girl's almost desperate, almost, which no sense, but he doesn't.
0: Well, I think it's because I can't remember. I'm rewatching the show, so I can't remember too much about Brooke's dad or her mom, but it seems like neither one of them are around that much. They're not that. Like, and so, even less so than all the other negligent parents of Tree Hill, because this is a pretty negligent town. like. They're letting kids just be unattended, fucking in the houses and raising children, and it's, yeah, it's pretty-
1: like: I like all these characters, that there's only two people with parents, and that's like the, the Scott kids, and that's it. Yeah, like yeah. Nathan Scott and like Lucas Scott, that's all. The rest are just on their own.
0: Haley's got two parents, but they're off doing drugs. I don't know where yeah. Haley's
1: parents are. Her dad's Huey Lewis, (laughs) though.
0: Wait, is her dad Huey Lewis? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. I love Huey Lewis. That's incredible. Oh, I have to mention on our show notes, uh, speaking of sound, Mark Snow did the music for One Tree Hill. Oh, I did not know that. That is a fun fact from my producer who says, I will pop you in the mouth. (laughs) <laughs> Is he say this? he's always saying funny things
1: I didn't like like, uh, like uh, notice that but like Mark Snow's most famous for X-Files obviously but, yes yeah, that's a good fun fact yeah he's on a lot of shows but I didn't realize he did this one
0: yeah well, can you elaborate more um, so, on Mark, Mark
1: Snow? Snow well like if we're talking about X-Files then yes
0: yeah.
1: Uh <laughs> besides that like what like Mark Snow does in the actual series music wise his score is so good it's again if I was like rating the top three uh TV show scores X-Files is in that and that's because of like a Snow Snow does a great job like each scene, he has like certain like cues that they like put in there, and it works perfectly. It's like dark, intense, suspenseful. It 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 just works perfectly with the show. But I have seen other shows that like Mark Snow's done. I'm trying to think of, a, think of another one besides, I guess, Winter Hill*. Um, that that were also really really good. Not as dark, but still, he knows. He knows what he's doing. The boy he knows what he's doing.
0: He does. He really does. Oh hold on, I'm gonna play the theme song real quick, real quick. Because I haven't heard in a while. In a town called Train Hill. A high rate of protein pregnancies is being investigated by the FBI. Whitey Duro. Appears to be the only adult over the age of 35 in this town. I've taken Mulder here to investigate with me. Where are all the elderly people in Tree Hill?
2: I say you get out of this town, Outlander! This is a basketball yeah.
1: town! <laughs> it's like, almost like, kind of like a, uh, like a Peanuts scenario too.
0: Yes! You know? Oh my god, yes.
1: Okay, you now Charlie Brown... The adults are just kind of like, not really like backgrounders, kind of like not even real characters. They say wah 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 wah. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have only seen the other mothers in the show once, and that's during yeah. the PTA meeting where Deb screams at them and chases them off. I'm not bossing Jumpy another lady, and I'm real mad about it. I <laughs> said, "Damn, Karen, you want to talk about?" It? I my life. My name is Karen, and I don't <laughs> like this one bit. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> my impression of Karen.
1: Episode ten is like honestly brings us back to the series after they took like a a went break. I I don't think it's that exciting of a episode, honestly. Um,
0: it's pretty good. I I have to disagree because you have some fantastic moments. So. Karen's cafe realizes they're losing money during the basketball lockout.
1: I mean, like, we get that stupid like, you know, The
0: entire, the entire open city, mic. the entire city, is the under siege. Like, there's no money coming in. People are dying. Food, there's no food on the table. It's you even see episode eleven. I know we're not talking about episode eleven, but because the economy was tanked so badly by no basketball that Peyton's father has to return from sea due to the <laughs> massive playoffs. And um, so Deb and Haley are like, how do we fix the economy, Haley? It's like, how about an open mic night? And it's like, well, that's a great idea. And you find out that Haley is cannot draw at all. She's super she smart. She can't, so she has these stupid signs. And who is walking down the street when she's in the middle of making the street? The Peyton! <laughs> and so they contract Peyton, who doesn't have much going on, but she just got dumped. Um, to go ahead and make the sign. She's like, like
1: dumped though.
0: She got dumped a little bit. Like it was a, it was like a little dumpy because okay, women are taught to play hard to get. And so she Again, was just like, playing
1: hard I don't to get all like Peyton. I'm it's painful. it on
0: Lucas. It's Lucas's fault. It's okay. painful, but. No. No. When Haley tried to say to Nathan, this won't work, this won't do. I can't. He grabs Haley and kisses her. And then, dare you to move, dare you to leave? And <laughs> no, all that starts playing. He, he mitigates the whole, I want to be friends by kissing her. And music playing and everything's happening. When Peyton says this is the same move to Lucas, I'm just I'm just not ready and be present. No. Okay. It's, he didn't it's fight for the same. Her.
1: He, It's, he it's not the thing. Because like like they were like making out like super heavy. They were about like get it on and then like Lucas gets like super weird and yeah. then Peyton's like peace out, bro, you know? That's, that's it, it's awesome. it's not-
0: the same thing happened with Nathan and Haley because they were making That's up super hard. hard. And she said, I want you to leave. And then the next day, she says, like Peyton said to Lucas, I just want to be friends, get away. And he's like, come here, girl, let me kiss away your pain. And she's like, oh, kiss away my pain, Nathan. And he's like, girl, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's different. It's <laughs> no. And then when Peyton says, maybe someone can kiss away my pain, and Lucas is all like, Whatever. Peace out, girl. Your friend's right behind you. Move! There are slutty friends right there. I'll just go to her. No. Nathan understood the language that women speak. We're unsure. All you gotta do is grab and kiss us. That's all men have to do. And Luke's like, duh, I'll just fuck your friend right there. I don't need to fuck you.
1: I got your friend over again, here. Again, Here's I'll always say this. It's Peyton's fault. Lucas's fault yeah. is
0: okay. It's okay. Is any man in this world should know that when a woman is just like not that sure, that he's just gotta like use his words. And Lucas, who acts like he's such a wordsmith, oh, a group of owls is a parlour man, <laughs> that he should have been able to conjugate what Peyton was really saying.
1: One time, <laughs> Worthing said, said, said something about something, something about something. <laughs> oh. You know, it's ridiculous, but, but yeah. a
0: great man said, "Worthams originals has that feeling that you never will forget when someone special says to you, you 'You're someone very special too.'" And then my grandfather handed me a hard candy, and I ate the hard candy.
1: Someone once said, "I'm loving it."
2: <laughs> oh.
1: But, like,
0: somebody once said get me a fourth meal get <laughs> 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 me a fourth meal
1: alright one man once said if you're hungry grab a snickers
0: <laughs> wow <clears throat> Lucas you're so smart you the smartest boy in school you know, like, I kind of just want to be friends, but okay, cool. Boom, boom. Wait, there's Brooke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck her brains out if she But again,
1: like Brooke has like been throwing her so yeah. out of like yes. episodes though.
0: Yeah, Nathan knew immediately that Haley was just like unsure, and he was able to kiss away her pain and make her sure. And Lucas just knocked Peyton down and like went out with Brooke. Get, get tattoos, get drama. Like that was... That was.
1: I'm still going to say, it. this is all, like, Peyton's doing. Later, um, episodes, the drama between, like, Peyton and like, Brooke, it's all, like, Peyton's fault. I'm saying. It. It's all Peyton's fault. But anyway, so, as we talked about, there's a open mic night. Randomly, <laughs> Peyton, like, sees Gavin McCraw at, like, the Thud Magazine headquarters. And she's like, Hey, you mind like coming by Karen's cafe to do this thing? Let me ask you a question. Uh, if he was not attractive looking, do you think he would have like shown up to Karen's cafe?
0: I think in this universe, yes. Because they seem like a nice guy who just wants to do something good for the community. If it had been Clay Aiken, no way. That guy was hot stuff around 2003 and he wouldn't have done it. But Gavin DeGraw, if I were invisible, can you imagine?
1: But it's like, here's another thing: it's like, Tree Hill is in like, Carolina. Yep. Why is Gavin DeGraw at this random Thud Magazine location? What is
0: the purpose of Thud Magazine other than that? They put Peyton's little drawings in their little book. Like, what is the purpose of Thud Magazine?
1: Honestly, I had no idea. But yeah. Uh, that's like, um, if, if like, the Weekend Bradley showed up at, like, a FedEx like like, <laughs> <Shooter> like, <Land. laughs>
0: If he shows up at a crawfish combination wing restaurant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh it's my like, god,
0: you're the weekend! Can you come to our <laughs> podcast with
1: us? It's like, <laughs> sure. sure, man. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, it, this it, is our new friend.
0: I don't know. I once met Sinbad, but he was at a Sinbad show.
1: It's kind of different, but...
0: Gavin DeGraw agrees way too quickly to show up Ow. to Paris Cafe, and he shows up, and he brings it. Ever he brings the house down. Jacob's baby, uh, assuming that she blew her eardrums out, and uh she, Jake Jagowski. Jake Jagowski. I'm sure his real name's Jacob, but oh. um, Jacob Jagowski. Jacob Dylan Jagowski.
1: Just call him Jake.
0: <laughs> Jake Jakey G shows up with his baby because he's outing his baby. Yeah. It's his. My baby is gay and I need to <laughs> out my baby. And so he was my ashamed.
1: Homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I don't want to know that my baby's sister's super gay, gay. And it's like, you shouldn't be ashamed of your gay baby, Jake. And he's like, You're <laughs> right, Lucas. And so he um, baby has no as i brought up previously, has no earmuffs on. She's in this room full of sweaty gross. disease carrying people. This is a fucking newborn. And you yeah. know, it's like most
1: she's people... Like, she's like, what, six months? Or like three months, right?
0: Something like that. But it's a tiny, tiny little doll baby. Yeah. And then everybody's like, let's go to the river court, you guys. And play a friendly game of basketball. He has his baby out in the cold, barely wearing a blanket. Like, and, it's, and he gives her... Yeah. To the two most irresponsible unstable cheerleaders in one game. Brooke, the I don't, if I use a condom, it's a happy accident, David. And Peyton, the I run red lights a lot. And he hands the baby to them while he goes to play basketball with his buddies.
1: He is like 17, so I can like Excuse that, but yeah, that's not a good parent thing to do. A part of me does like that stupid, sappy basketball scene.
0: It's real nice.
1: It's sappy, it's dumb, like, it's everyone, like, getting together, playing their, you know, river court game. You have Mouth there.
0: Uh, Mouth, yeah, it's a little curious that Mouth's little friend, um... Who did the show with him in the first episode? gone oh, all of a sudden?
1: He's gone? Uh, he might show up a little bit later, like season three?
0: Oh, <laughs> let's, not, let's not spoil anything, because yeah. Blake's a sweet summer child. What was the name of that big kid who. Little Jimmy Edwards is. Uh,
1: oh, Jimmy Edwards, yeah, that's it, yeah. And
0: he got kicked off the river court real quick. It's a little strange that, you know. I think you have some of your first interactions between Mouth and Brooke because it's like they used to call well, me Mouth oh because she slept with her mouth open. oh yeah that's
1: it but if Brooklyn is definitely like sitting up things like happen later could you do you have that division between Brooke and Peyton that, that starts to like show up here Brooke kind of doesn't see it, which is weird. It, it kind of makes sense. Brooke just doesn't realize that Peyton's not cool with the idea of, like, Brooke and Lucas being, like, a couple.
0: Peyton starts avoiding Lucas and Brooke.
1: Like, Brooke is like,
0: hey! Hey, Peyton! Yeah. Come on. And, you know? and Brooke's a little, like, you're acting like you don't know why your friend's upset and she's playing stupid like Brooke is way smarter than this. There, like I said earlier, there is no fair game between women. I once slept with a dude that a friend of mine had dated five years before I got a crack at and I asked her permission and I'm like, is it okay? And she's like, whatever. I don't care. I'm married. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm, Sure, that she was never more angry or madder at me after that. Like, been eight years and she's still mad as far as I know. So, women well, do not handle, there is no such thing as fair game.
1: Yeah, you know? so, like, Brooke is, I'd say Brooke, Sophia Bush, your character was kind of a bitch in in these moments. Because, uh, like, it was, like, basically Brooke shoving Peyton and like they're like seeing like hey we're like a couple you know like you know
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah. rub it in her face like let's yeah. really let's do have mutual oral sex in front of her <laughs> and let her pick up the pieces of her broken heart it's that whole fair game comment it's like there is no such thing one thing i'd like to point out is that there are little nods that sprint was a huge uh, sponsor for One Tree Hill throughout the series. Right. And there is one point that Rook runs up to Peyton and is like, hey, what's up, girlfriend? Um, I've been two-waying you all day, and you haven't been responding. And I was so confused. I'm like, what does it mean two-waying? Rook runs up to Peyton I've been two-waying you all day, girlfriend. <laughs> what the his- that? That's a zip-zapping. And, um, and 2 way was a thing on Motorola phones where you could walkie-talkie to somebody, which seems like a stupid feature <laughs> for a phone because who cares about walkie-talkie when you have a cell phone that you can yeah. beep-boop-boop-boop. Boop, boop.
1: Even, like, back in the day with, like, the walkie-talkie, like, a two-way feature, I thought that was dumb, like, back in the day.
0: That was... My very last non-smartphone was a phone that Sprint gave me after all my phones had broken. And they were like, we can't give you that phone anymore. Take this, you dumb piece of shit. (laughs) And they gave me some piece of shit Motorola Samsung hybrid bullshit that one day just stop texting or calling and they're like, oh yeah, we took that off our market so you can't text or call anymore, but you got that walkie-talkie on there. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, here, take this smartphone, and I was like, I guess this is my life. Okay, so one thing I want to put out, the timeline is completely fucked up. So Lucas sleeps with Brooke, Keith has given his little nod of approval, wink-wink, And everybody's going to basketball practice, but when they go to there and everything's locked out, it seems like it's a school day, but it's supposed to be a Saturday, and it makes no sense what timeline these kids are living on.
1: So I know, like, most high schools, they do have practices on, like, Saturdays also, so that makes sense.
0: I think it's Saturday, but it seemed like it also might be a school day because they go to school the next day, and it's, like, what it's, time are maybe, they?
1: Maybe it's, like, a Sunday, then. I know, like, high school kids go on, like, Saturdays, like, like is uh, like practice, so well, that kind of makes sense not to debunk your theory, but...
0: And I want to I talk about that Keith and Whitey are hanging out on Whitey's porch. It's 6 o'clock in the afternoon. They're getting drunk.
1: When I saw that scene, <laughs> it reminded me of Pet Cemetery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't go down that rod, Keith. You'll find all those shells and around. bolts in the fairy.
1: Want some beers, now? go down that rod. <laughs> yeah, it like reminds me Like I've seen so much.
2: Uh five years ago, who knows? I a cheerleader was murdered at the hands of an angry basketball coach and he tried to bring her back to life. The local pet cemetery. She started to reel her in and heal her in and he realized he had to shoot her. So he did. So what I'm saying, Keith is that you shouldn't bury any dead people up at the Pet cemetery. Even if Karen dies, you shouldn't try to bury her.
0: (laughs) 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 They're at the porch, and they're fucking drinking their fucking whiskey out of their mugs. And he's giving Keith like, terrible advice.
2: Each man has got to find his own way to the liquor store. (laughs) Hope that the debit card goes through... (laughs) Stumble on the way home and pass out watching Melrose Place.
1: Here's my thing with, like, Dan. Like, Dan's kind of right. Whitey is not good at advice, like, at all. I'm kind of on Dan's side here, but... Whitey's a terrible person. Like,
0: he he is basically saying, like, perhaps it is my coaching that has also led... Possibly to these pressures? I don't understand how I, Whitey, and my basketball coaching could ever contribute. But perhaps it, does. it took you 30 years to realize that putting this massive pressure on these young men is going to cause them to lapse into drug abuse and teen pregnancy. And he's just sitting there like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And then at the end of episode 10, they just clink mugs and they're all like, Looks like the day is saved forever. We don't need to worry about this ever again.
1: Plus the fact that Whitey's been there for like 30 years. Right. So as a basketball coach, if any high school coach, if you're like actually good, you would be like moved up to like college or like maybe NBA level eventually. The fact that Whitey is still at high school level means he's he's not that good
0: actually joseph okay. I want to point out that Whitey has said that I've gotten offers from colleges oh, and this, yeah, that.
2: He, yeah he
0: says that, but I imagine a college wouldn't accept him with his, his all of his abuses that he does, so whitey is you know he's not the best person ever, Dan Scott. Probably wouldn't have been that bad of a guy if he didn't have Royal Scott and Whitey, like, in his ear.
1: That's what I was saying. Like, I'm on, like, Dan Scott side a bit because, like, Dan does blame a lot of stuff on, like, Whitey, which is fair. And if Dan Scott did not get that injury in, like, college, it would have been a like, different if he made an NBA Career.
0: You know, Dan Scott um, never got to that point, And he takes that on Nathan every chance he can. Because he had that same pressure put on him.
1: How do we wrap up these episodes? I don't know. Let's do the ending, I guess.
0: Wait, do we,
1: we agree Lucas lost virginity to Brooke? I think so, yeah.
0: Okay. Thanks for listening. You can find us at 30-Year-Old Teenagers on Instagram and on Facebook. This will be uploaded every other Friday to yep. uh, Spotify and Anchor, and also every other other Friday to YouTube with
1: cool graphics as I uploaded by Blake. Our producer. <laughs> yeah, so for like us, if you want, you can find me at Nimrod Horror. Woo! <laughs> so, yeah. This is the, uh, episode. Uh, next week. (coughs) I mean...
0: We'll see you next week. Keep watching the reruns with us, you guys. Peace out.